From Forward, Montana, this is What the Helena. Hello and welcome back to What the Helena. Before we get started this week, I wanted to let you know that on Tuesday, April 6th, you can join us and some of our partners for a virtual public lands rally from noon to 1 p.m., There will be short speeches from some rad folks, and we will remind our legislators to protect the lands we love. You can RSVP at the link in the description. (coughs) Last week, House Bill 112, the bill to ban trans kids from participating in school sports sponsored by Representative John Fuller of Whitefish, passed through the Senate. The bill will now make one last appearance in the House before it heads to the governor's desk, its last stop before becoming law. Senate Bill 215, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which could allow discrimination in the name of religious freedom, is on the same path. As these bills inch closer to becoming our reality, we want to be very clear. Montana is better because of trans people. These hearings and debates have been full of hateful, ignorant speech. Proponents have spread dangerous misinformation about trans people. They've tried to send the message that trans people, especially trans children, are not welcome to live as themselves in Montana. We reject that message. We're going to keep raising hell about these bills, and we also want to send a clear signal that trans kids are valued members of our communities who are deserving of joy, care, and love. If you identify as LGBTQ+, consider submitting art, writing, or a letter of support to our upcoming zine. If you need to be with other trans folks right now, or if you are a parent of a trans, non-binary, or two-spirit child and want to talk with people who understand, Email paxton at mhrn.org for information about support groups facilitated by the Montana Gender Alliance. If there's other support you need and can't find, or if you have dreams for what community support could look like moving forward, contact me, Izzy, at izzy at forwardmontana.org. We take care of us. Indigenous people finally won the right to vote less than a century ago after decades of advocacy, but Native American voters continued to face significant barriers to the ballot box in Montana. Over the past few weeks, House Bill 613, the Native American Voting Rights Act, or NAVRA, was whittled down significantly in an attempt to negotiate between the bill sponsor, county clerks, and tribal governments. In its compromised form, House Bill 613 lost support from a few tribes and initial proponents and ultimately died on the House floor. Representative John Fuller of Whitefish spoke in opposition to NAVRA, though he wasn't even able to articulate his reasoning, stating, quote, I have some angst regarding the bill, and I'm not sure where it comes from, end quote. Interesting. Could it be that your angst comes from a need to hold on to your power and white privilege? Just a thought. We'd like to acknowledge the bill's sponsor, Representative Sharon Stewart-Paragoy of Crow Agency and Western Native Voice, for their care and perseverance with the effort. House Bill 613's tough journey through the legislature reflects the systemic settler colonialism and white supremacy that keep Indigenous voters from exercising their right to participate in democracy here in Montana. Once upon a time, in 2005, a bipartisan group of Montana legislators decided to establish same-day voter registration, for they did not want to see a single eligible Montana voter turned away from the polls on Election Day. Montanans love same-day voter registration so very much that in 2014, seven years ago, we voted overwhelmingly to keep it. 
But then came the year 2021, when legislators decided to strike down same-day voter registration via a dastardly bill called House Bill 176. To make matters worse, many of our elected reps also chose to support Senate Bill 169, a bill to enact stricter voter ID requirements and make it harder for Montanans, especially students, to vote. These bills are now journeying to the governor's office, where they will very likely be signed into law. Here's where you, dear reader, come into this story. Send Governor Gianforte a message and ask him to veto these two bills. Remind him that by signing these voter suppression bills, he's ignoring the will of Montanans. We'd also be remiss if we didn't mention a ridiculous bill attacking our friends and partners in voting rights work, Montperg. House Bill 689 attempts to place redundant reporting requirements on organizations that rent space from the Montana University system. Groups like Montperg are already required to report on their activities, and this bill is nothing but a nefarious attempt to make student groups jump through more hoops. Contact your representative and tell them to focus their efforts on issues that actually matter to constituents. You probably don't need us to tell you that student debt is an issue, but did you know Montana has some of the fastest growing student debt balances in the nation? From 2007 to 2017, Montana residents experienced a 55% increase in student debt. At this rate, we're wondering how higher ed will ever be affordable. HJ25 would have established an interim study group to better understand student debt before the next legislative session in 2023. This could have been a fantastic step in the right direction to ensure our legislators cannot continue to deny the burden of student debt on young people and our economy. But deny they continue to do. Like several other bills this session, HJ25 did not go very far. We've heard ridiculous arguments from legislators about how students have chosen to incur debt. Somebody please tell them no one chooses to bury themselves with insurmountable debt. Even when attending a state school and working, most students will accrue significant debt by graduation. It's just a fact, and Montanans should not be punished for pursuing higher education. Healthcare is absolutely a human right. If only everyone thought like Bernie. Unfortunately, Senator Carrie Smith of Billings and Representative Jane Gillette of Bozeman do not. They have introduced Senate Bill 100 and House Bill 676, respectively, which would increase barriers to health care, especially for low- to middle-income Montanans. These bills would make it harder for folks to qualify and remain qualified for programs like Medicaid and the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, and ultimately increase the number of uninsured and unsupported Montanans across the state. Catch us screaming at yet another attempt to hang our most vulnerable communities out to dry. In the midst of a public health crisis, and honestly, all the fucking time, it's disgusting to see our leaders reducing access to necessary public support programs. Legislators are elected to advocate for their constituents. You tell us. Are they doing their jobs? Tell House Human Services to think about the last time they needed to make a medical decision and reject Senate Bill 100 and House Bill 676. After you've sent a message to the committee, take a second to make sure you're signed up to hashtag CJaneGo. It's clear our former villain of the week is only out for herself. Remember the Dakota Access Pipeline protests? 
In 2016, Indigenous activists from Ocheti Shakoin Sioux Nation came together to protest the Dakota Access Pipeline where it was under construction on treaty lands near the Missouri River, just north of the Standing Rock Sioux Reservation. Over months of struggle, the protest grew into the internationally known Standing Rock Movement. House Bill 481, sponsored by Representative Steve Gunderson of Libby, is a response to that movement. It introduces additional steep penalties for trespassing and or vandalization of energy infrastructure. If you're found to cause damage over a certain threshold, you could be hit with a felony charge punishable by fines up to $150,000 or 30 years in prison. In short, this is a brazen attack on our rights to peaceably assemble in support of a sustainable and equitable climate future. The fact is, the Standing Rock movement scared big oil because it showed how powerful people like you and me can be when we organize. The fossil fuel industry is worried, and that's why legislation like House Bill 481 is showing up all across the country. But we aren't intimidated, and we won't back down. Contact the Senate Judiciary Committee and remind them of this little thing called a First Amendment right. Vote no on House Bill 481. You know what really grinds our gears? Legislators who seem to care more about corporations than their own constituents. Well, Senator Steve Fitzpatrick of Great Falls has a major love affair with corporate interests. This week, he brought forward Senate Bill 379, a dangerous bailout bill that would cost Montana households $700 per year. No joke. Here's a Senate Bill 379 refresher. This bill would force Northwestern Energy's customers, this is you, to foot the bill for Unit 4 of Coal Strip, a 35-year-old coal-fired electrical plant in Montana, on its last dirty legs. The total cost? Approximately $1.9 billion. Senator Fitzpatrick used his opening argument to vilify feedback from the Public Service Commission, the PSC, the elected body that regulates Northwestern Energy. The PSC identified outrageous customer costs covering coal strip operation, reclamation, remediation, the list goes on, if the bill were to pass. Rather than addressing their concerns, Senator Fitzpatrick came after the PSC's competence, claiming their math was incorrect. As it turns out, Senator Fitzpatrick's father was a Northwestern Energy's main lobbyist for years. Here's a message for Senator Fitzpatrick. Since you do a better job representing Northwestern Energy's interests than the actual people of Montana, why don't you quit your day job and follow in your father's footsteps? Contact your senator ASAP and let them know Senate Bill 379 does not speak for the interests of Montanans. Last week, Senator Pat Flowers of Belgrade stepped up to uphold the rights of trans Montanans, earning himself the title of Hero of the Week. In the midst of a contentious floor debate on House Bill 112, the bill to ban trans athletes from participating in sports that align with their gender, Senator Flowers admitted that as an older cisgender white man and a sports fan, he too had initially been inclined to support these bans. He changed his mind, though, when he did what very few in the legislature seemed to be willing to do, spoke with and listened to people who would actually be impacted. Senator Flowers shared a letter opposing House Bill 112 signed by over 100 Montana women athletes. He reminded his colleagues this bill addresses a non-issue in Montana, emphasizing that not only is it a solution in search of a problem, but that the bill will become the problem. Legislators have a duty to listen to the people whose lives they are legislating. 
Senator Flowers, you have done just that. We appreciate your transparency, and it gives us hope to know that minds really can be changed. Thank you for being a voice of reason. And that, my friends, is all we have for you this week. Take some breaths, drink some water, go outside, and I will talk to you next time. You can subscribe to What the Helena on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bye.